Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Good morning. God bless you and welcome to Golden Triangle Church on the Rock today. You know, today I believe that the word we're going to share is designed by God to change your life forever. That's what God does. When we encounter God, he puts another brick in our life, another building block, another step. That's what he's going to do today. We cannot encounter God and not be changed a little bit. And that's what his word says, little by little, a little here and a little there, line upon line and precept upon precept. God is bringing us into the image of how he already sees us in his mind. Well, today we're going to open up the Word of God by going to the book of 1 Kings. And we're going to discuss the fact that God believes in a better day. Of course He does. God believes. In fact, the whole Bible is about God believing in a better day. But specifically, we're going to use a passage out of 1 Kings 17 about a woman who did not believe in a better day and how God turned that around with His Word and a miracle. I often study more than I get to preach. And in fact, this is an every week phenomenon. And I use my Saturdays to study. And sometimes I'll study three or four different sermons for Sunday. And then I use Wednesdays to study as well. I've been doing this pretty much for 40 years following the same pattern. And I was going back last night through some of my notes, not on my computer, but I was sitting in front of the TV and uh, Brenda and I, we, we try to catch up in the evenings on uh, what we've missed during the day with the president and the news and those kinds of things, especially in the midst of this particular COVID-19 outbreak. And uh, I was watching a little TV, you know, partly and listening. And, and I was uh, playing with our dog. And our dog has a new um, uh, best friend. We bought him a little bunny rabbit uh, during this quarantine and so that he wouldn't feel all alone. <laughs> and uh, he, he and the bunny rabbit were playing. And I was playing with them and listening and everything. And I just started scrolling back on my phone in my notes. I, I, I take notes to myself on my phone. And I'm guessing you do the same. And uh, I just sat there. And evidently, I sat there a little longer than normal because I scrolled all the way back to 2014. And on November the 29th at 5.01 in the afternoon, I made some notes. It was a Saturday, and I had been studying, uh, although I don't remember it, but that would have been my pattern. And then uh, probably taking a break, I, I all of a sudden, you know, got this inspiration and started on my phone. And, um, and, and the notes I took were very, you know, very... Um, amazing and I never got to preach these notes so this morning we're going to be getting some fresh bread out of these notes that actually God gave to me you know now what is that uh, 2014 well that's a long time ago so uh, open up your Bibles again to 1 Kings 17 and one of the things that intrigued me whenever I saw those notes is a statement that I had made and listen to this statement I made on, on those notes one of the worst things I have ever gone through ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. I remember what I was thinking about. It was the year 1987 and 88. 
It was a year that several tragedies happened, one after the other. And it was a year that, that uh, I, I questioned my calling. Uh, you know, God, have you called me to be a pastor? Lord, I know you've called me to be a minister of the gospel, but Lord, uh, what should I do with this gift you've given me? And so uh, after having gone through several difficulties, uh, several different deaths in our family, uh, one of which was uh, sudden and, uh, you know, my, my father at 58 years old, um, I just needed a little time off, I suppose. And uh, I just took a year. I resigned the church I was pastoring, and I took a year off. And during that year, it was, you know, as I've often said, it was, it was you know, one of the worst years of my life, but one of the best years of my life. I, I wouldn't take a million dollars for it, but I wouldn't give you a nickel for a dozen more just like it. But it ended up, looking back on it, that one of the worst things that I'd ever gone through ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. It didn't start out that way. But listen, don't count anyone out until the end of the game. Because I am here to tell you that even though some things don't start out that way, God has a plan and God believes in a better tomorrow. Have you found 1 Kings 17 yet? 1 Kings 17 contains the account of Elijah visiting a widow in Zarephath. It was during a famine, and it had been very difficult, and there was no water and no food. And God had said to the prophet Elijah, I have commanded this woman there to sustain you. And so Elijah goes, and he is, is there in Zarephath. And uh, this widow, like everyone else in town, had gone through a horrible, horrible time and was in the middle of a horrible time. No food, you know, no, no, uh, no resources, you know, nothing. And so uh, in 1 Kings uh, verse seven, uh, 17, rather, Elijah asked her for a drink of water. She's going to get him a drink of water. But, but he asked her something else. Uh, and uh, he asked her, can you make me a, a cake? Can you make me a loaf of bread? Can you make me a biscuit, you know, and bring it to me when you bring the water? 1 Kings 17, verse 12. So she said to Elijah, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks. Not a bunch of sticks, just two sticks. I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. That's what she believed. She believed that she had been to her best day and there was nothing out in front of her but death destruction, gloom, and she imagined that she was going to have to watch her son die of starvation and die right there with him. That was her picture of her future. She had no hope of a better day, but God did. When we have no hope of a better day, when we have no dream and no belief of a better day, God still does. In fact, the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is God's hope of a better day. 
Elijah went ahead and gave her the word of the Lord. And as he gave her the word of the Lord, God opened up a door of opportunity. You know, the word of God is our door of opportunity. When God drops an inspiration, a dream, when God drops a desire, when God gives us his word, it becomes a door into our future as it did to this lady. How do we know that she believed in a better day after having heard the word? We know she believed in a better day because of what she did. Look down in verse 15. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. You know, it's different when somebody tells you something that they just think or that they just imagine or whenever you imagine something in your mind of yourself. It's different, that's different, than when someone speaks to you the Word of God. When someone speaks the Word of the Lord to us, it rings like gold in our heart. It says yea and amen and it awakens something on the inside of us and that's what Elijah had done. You see, when a person no longer believes in a better day, whenever they think you know, uh, that, that, they've, that they've seen their greatest day, when someone no longer believes in a better day, they will think things, they will say things, and they will do things that are counterproductive to their life. When someone no longer believes in a better day, they may be prophesying their future. They may be setting the tone of what's to come. They will begin to think and say and do things counterproductive. And if they are not watchful, the things that they think and say and do will unfortunately lead them to a worse day. Life is filled with what I should have done, what I should have said, what I should have been. Life is filled with what I should have but we should be more like God. Instead of filling our lives and our minds with what we should have done, why don't we fill our minds and our hearts with what we're going to do? You see, God's Word always provides us a next step. God always believes in a better day. And God's Word always points us to a better day. There is always something we can do to please God. There's always something we can do to put our life in His hands so that we can end up in the better day He has planned for us. You know, it's not what I should have been, but it's what I'm going to be. It's not what I should have said, but what I am going to say. It's not what I should have or could have done but rather it's what I'm going to do that's the message of faith and faith affects the future you see our faith does not make God bigger our faith in God makes us bigger our faith does not make God stronger our faith you know uh, makes us stronger our faith does not make God right. God was right to begin with. Our faith makes us right with God. Our faith does not make us God. We cannot have faith in our faith. We cannot have faith in our imagination. We cannot have faith in some desire. But we can have faith in God's Word. Our faith recognizes God's Word 
as the word of an almighty creator. Dreams are doors to the future. And that's what God's word does. When we hear God's word like this little woman of Zarephath, this little widow. Now she was going out to pick up two sticks so that she could start a fire and use her last, the last of her food to make a little cake for her and her son. They would eat it and then they would die. That's all the faith she had. You know, a lot of people today may be imagining that that's the only faith they have, the only belief they have, the only future they have is just future. The, the, the ship is sinking and I'm going down with it and I can't see anything else. And that's all they have faith for. Maybe that's what they fill their mind with. Maybe you filled your mind with worry and doubt and fear. Listen, uh, just, just, just push it away. Push it out and hear the word of the Lord. God believes in a better day. And when God's word comes to you, it's like a dream. It's like an inspiration. It's like a vision. When God's word comes to you, it will be like an open door. The very nature of faith. The very nature of faith demands that we rely on the truth and God's word is truth and the truth is is that God's word speaks of a better day once again God believes in a better day and something else God believes in you that's true that is true that's what his word tells us well when we get a chance to hear the Word of God, when we get a chance to, to embrace the Word of God, God expects some things out of us. In order for God's Word to work, we have to do some things. We have to work along with it. This little widow woman had to work with the Word. When we receive the Word, we need to work with the Word. Because if we do not work with the Word, then the Word won't work in our lives. As I said, God you know, is not made bigger by our faith. We are made bigger. You know, our faith does not make God strong. Our faith makes us strong. Faith does not make things easy. Faith makes things possible. And faith makes some demands on our life. There's nothing we can do to bargain with God. He doesn't want your, your, you know, your, your rivers of oil. There's nothing. You cannot buy God's favor. He doesn't want your firstborn. In fact, in the book of Micah, the sixth chapter, Micah the prophet said this, you know, what can I do about my sins? What can I do about my failures? What can I do about my situation? He said, would the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with 10,000 rivers of oil? The answer is no. Should I give my firstborn for my transgression? Should I give the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And again, the resounding answer is no. And in Micah, the sixth chapter in verse 8, listen to what Micah concludes. And it's a word for today. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? Number one, do justly. That means in every situation, even in the situation we're facing today, around the United States and all over the world, we still are held to account to do justly, to do what is right in the eyes of God. It's important that we not 
allow the pressures that we're undergoing or the problems we're facing to push us into sinful behavior. Do justly. Number two, the prophet said, love mercy. We should love mercy. We should be very merciful in this day. You see, because we have received a word from God. What is the word we have received? God believes in a better day and God believes in you. And no matter what you're going through, he will never fail you. He'll never forsake you. You know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. We have received word after word after word from God in the middle of our moment. And listen, we need to make sure that we, when we receive the word, that we respond properly and we work with the word. We should do justly we should love mercy be merciful to people be merciful people are under pressure and they may not know the god that you know work with the word that's how the word works it works in us the bible says and it will accomplish the plan of god in our lives do justly love mercy and number three walk humbly with your god you see, we are in days of increase. I know that may fly in your face at the moment, but that's the truth. In fact, as I said early in the year, not everyone is going to experience increase, but increase has come in God's measure and in God's moment. Most likely you have more time with your family and more opportunity to do things today that really matter than you have ever had in all of your life. The church has greater opportunity. We are seeing increase, such increase in numbers and increase in nickels as well. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. In fact, all across America, you are going to be blessed. Not every one of you will receive a check from the government, but most of you will and increase. And those of you that are working, you know what's going on. You are ending up you know, uh, getting so much overtime and work. It, it is amazing. And uh, for others of you, business owners, look at what our, our, our nation has done. Eight trillion dollars are going to be pumped ultimately into our economy and much of that is going to to our industries to our business owners small business owners and and even with this record record number of unemployment in the united states of america each person who applies and qualifies and that's almost everybody is going to be paid for not working and then the loans that are going out to small businesses, they're going to be forgiven. Listen, who could ever have imagined so much? You know, uh, I was overwhelmed this week by the checks that were just deposited in my account by the federal government with no strings attached. That's amazing. It's amazing. I asked person after person, and they're telling me that they have more time, they have more energy. They have more opportunity than they had last year. And it's not over yet. We have not finished the year yet. I told you early on, just before we began this year and just after the year, that when things get bad, God gets good. And things are about to get bad, but God's about to get good. And we are seeing such an increase in the Word of God going around the world. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. Don't let the extra time, don't let the extra opportunities be wasted. Don't let the extra money or the extra you know, work take you away from God. This is what I told you, that, that the extra you're going to be getting and the increase in time 
time and energy and, and opportunity. Don't let these things sidetrack you from what God is trying to do. God is reaching a world that's lost and hurting. God's in love with the world. And the world is not, you know, the world is not experiencing what the believer is experiencing. It's a day of increase and blessing for you so that you might be a blessing to those who are not experiencing that blessing. Don't spend fruitless time trying to rewrite history. You know, it's, it's fruitless to try to rewrite history. Instead, spend your time writing the next chapter of your life. Instead of rewriting history, Take the opportunity that God is giving you to get the future right. Start believing in a better day and begin writing the best chapter of your life today. It begins by recognizing you need a Savior. Even when you're on your way to heaven, you still need Jesus especially with all this extra time and energy and opportunity. Jesus needs you. Recognize you need a Savior. Repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ. Simply ask Him, come into my heart, come into my life. I want to begin writing the best chapter of my life. You see, God believes in a better tomorrow. He believes in you.